Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Speak the Truth. We uh, this we're calling this a bonus episode yes, because we are. our last podcast we uh, had a listener write in um, and ask us the question of how in counseling do you not take it home? How do you uh, care for yourself better and things like that? And we uh, got a little bit in depth and talked about the Sabbath, but I think we were missing some pieces, and so just wanted to offer an episode to go a little bit deeper on that. So um, again, if, if this is your first episode tuning in, my name is Shauna, and I'm in the studio with my husband, Michael Van Dyke. Hello, hello, hello. And um, the president of Association of Biblical Counselors, Jeremy Lulick. Good morning. And we are going to dig into the Sabbath a little bit. So Michael, won't you jump, jump us off? Yeah, so last episode we got into the topic of self-care. How do we not take this stuff home with us? as biblical counselors, but then we kind of broaden that out a little bit more and discussed people who are doing full-time ministry, pastors, lay leaders, uh, and then even down to just the regular Christian um, and and dealing with burnout and not taking things home with us. So that could, respectively speaking, that could be somebody who uh, has a really demanding work schedule uh, who tends to take things home with them and not be at home and those sort of things. So just kind of looking at this overall in a spiritual uh, spiritual perspective. I love of, how you call them the regular Christian. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, the body. Yeah, the body. The body of Christ. Yeah, there the you body. Go. Okay. Hey, how you yeah. doing? The body. Give me a break, Bobby. Yeah, I'm going to just start introducing myself as that. Hi, my name's Sean. I'm a regular Christian. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a regular guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I just want to make sure I encompass everyone. Yes. I love that. I can always count on Thank you for you calling for me out. Always including it. everyone. Indeed. So how should everyone enjoy the Sabbath? Well, everyone being, we do have to clarify that the believers, the body of believers. Yeah. And really to, to go back, um, and this is for you, Shauna, to go back and preface last <laughs> episode, um, just the extent of self-care and, you know, again, when most people think about this, it's the, you know, I need to be working out. I need to be dieting, resting, resting sleeping, resting. Yeah. You know, taking care of myself as it were, but what we kind of really pressed into quote unquote air quotes there pressed into was the idea of, all right, I can do that, but we stall out there when we think about that. We don't really do a lot of spiritual soul care that would make it more of a whole care uh, to the soul, if you will. So uh, we did that. Jeremy had a really good piece on specifically for biblical counselors, being able to not take these things home and focusing on God's sovereignty and realizing that if I take these these things home with me, in a sense, I'm... I'm assuming that I somehow have the responsibility and the power and the wherewithal to actually control these these sorts mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really helpful. So again, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. And but throughout last last time's podcast, what I was speaking to was the idea of the Sabbath, and that is something in evangelicalism has you know it's kind of kind of fall to the wayside. And the text that we talked about last week to kind of introduce that idea was Matthew chapter 12 where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and then Mark chapter 2 uh, where he talks about that he is Lord over the Sabbath and that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath 
um, and then getting into, um, you know, just that rhythm of rest. And that was kind of the takeaway. How, how do we begin to, and that's kind of the practical part of how do we establish a rhythm of rest? Um, and so that's the idea really of the, the Sabbath. And so the bonus piece was I wanted for to, today. yeah, the bonus piece for today is I, I wanted to just kind of speak to this idea of the Sabbath and encourage uh, continue, you know, continue to encourage the listener to, to look at this idea of the Sabbath because it's it's something that we need to we need to study and understand a little bit more because it has a present day reality for our lives, especially in our hustle and bustle of our life today, uh, with how busy things are and how many things that we think we need to be involved with. So, so you said you said what did you say earlier? You said the Sabbath wasn't made for or the man wasn't made for Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for the man. Did I hear that right? Say yeah, that again. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. That's really cool. Yeah, well, that was literally Jesus' words. Mm. Um, well, that, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. For you just really got cool Jesus juke. I thought you were doing like some <laughs> kind of like cool quote, you know, like, oh, he just dropped one liner there. But that was no, my, that, was, that was Jesus. That was my Lord. <laughs> yeah, that was my Lord. Okay, That's cool. his all day long. <laughs> he is Lord of the Sabbath. Um, oh, God. Yeah, so, so anyway, in that, I just you know, wanted to establish, because again, in that last podcast, I alluded to a couple of books. And so I'm actually going to be speaking from one of those particular books, just to kind of bring some of this to light. Um, Joseph uh, Pippa or Pipa, um, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, but well, anyway, he probably wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah. He's probably not going to hear my podcast, but <laughs> it's all right. Uh, anyway, he wrote a great book called The Lord's Day. And it really, um, you know, it, it just, again, captures this idea of the Sabbath. Is this something that we need to follow today? Uh, you know, what does that look like? Um, and I would I would submit and argue and encourage others to, to likewise study this from a scriptural, doctrinal, theological perspective. But how does this actually get into our lives? Because I don't think anybody would say, yeah, th- there's no point of the Sabbath uh, in terms of rest. The question is, how legalistic is it? Are we dogmatic about it? To what extent? What's mm-hmm. the nature of it? And all these different things. And so I didn't want to stall out there necessarily, but I at least wanted to provide kind of like a primer of just a thought process on the Sabbath and just really the benefits of it, right? In establishing a rhythm of rest for the everyday the average, regular the Christian. regular Christian. Oh, okay. And, and, and then obviously those who are in full-time <laughs> ministry. Uh, but the reality is we're Here, all in full time. Push, push that button for Jeremy to laugh. You know the button that we have that it forces him to laugh even if he doesn't want to. Do you have that uh, button? Do still? we? Do we have that? Oh, you didn't have it. No, we do. Everybody ready for it? Yeah, here's Jeremy <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. We oh, we we. Michael yeah. took a clip of Jeremy <laughs> laughing so we could t- we could make Jeremy laugh anytime we want to. Yeah, like he's got you. You were forced to laugh at our jokes. Yeah, me? it's. I didn't even have to hit the button. He's it's happening over right my now. Laughter. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. Laughter. I have sovereign control. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm okay, we got to get serious. Totally joking, Lord. Okay. Uh, he knows that. All right. Does um, he? Yes, he uh, does. Um, he knows your heart. Yeah. Anyway, so in uh, Piper's book, he talks about the the purpose of it, the intent of it, and then one thing I wanted to focus on, which I think has some relevance today, is the Puritans. Um, kind of had this coined phrase in their day called the the market day of the soul. So the the idea of the market day of the soul is, you know, um, 
and, and, and this is prescribed in Scripture in the Old Testament specifically uh, as part of the Mosaic Law that, you know, they follow the, the Sabbath. And in six days, you can commerce, you can do life, grow, you can do whatever you, you know, whatever you need to do to, to, to whatever extent for six days. And on the seventh day, you rest because the Lord made it holy. And for any of us who understand when we hear that terminology and phraseology of God making something holy, it's him taking something and setting it apart for his own glory and his own desire, which is uh, for man to worship or set apart or remember something so that we're giving God the glory and worship. Mm -hmm. And so in the creational mandate, when God created the heavens and the earth, and you read Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 in those two accounts, um, in Genesis 2, you, you read kind of the purpose of the Sabbath. And on the seventh day, the Lord rested. And you, you actually see, excuse me, the first six days when God created, there was, there, was e there was day and then there was evening. And so it kind of demonstrates the completion of the day of creation. Well, when you get to the seventh day of creation, there is no closure on the seventh day of creation on the day of the Lord's rest. It doesn't say, and on the seventh day, you know, there was evening and there was day and then there was night. Um, so we're still in this ongoing pattern, this rhythm of creation. And then obviously with the fall, so you get into the, all these theological realities of the Sabbath and the purpose of it. And a lot of people will argue, well, that's not something that we have in the New Testament today. Um, and I think Piper does a good job. Uh, in this book, demonstrating um, even if you're not, you know, fully wholeheartedly following it, but it makes a good argument for let's let's introduce the conversation, let's have the conversation, and like let let's look at it. And so that's kind of what I wanted to to do in this podcast. And so with that, and do you feel like the do you feel like the Sabbath can look different in everybody's life? You know, like where you you mentioned legalistic and stuff earlier, which right. also means if you kind of take that nature out, and like what a Sabbath day would look like for us might be different than you know Jeremy and his wife right and that's okay yeah well but it, but it still has like the basic foundations of kind of what you're right and that's so about that, to talk about yeah well and that's kind of the ideas um you know the argument goes okay well the seventh day which would be like on Saturday so you know in in the Jewish customs you know in Hebrew customs it was you know Saturday from dusk they would start the Sabbath and it would go to the following day well uh, Revelation one ten tells us that you know they call it the Lord on the Lord's day uh, when John you know the the disciple John you know the beloved disciple mm -hmm. um, on the Lord's day he received this vision and so now it's Jesus making all things new he is the beginning and the end he's the recreation of all things he's consummating all these things and now all of a sudden the Sabbath is now on the first day. That's the Lord's day because that's the day he rose from the dead. And, and, and so just this continuation of this Sabbath that until all things are consummated, when Christ comes back and everything is consummated and, and everything reaches its glorified state, whatever that is, um, you know, you know, for us, obviously, uh, in the new heavens and the new earth, that's going to be the complete rest. So that's more of a salvation or redeeming of all things. Romans 8, where the creation is restored to everything. So right now, we're not in that state. As believers, we get to experience that, though. Um, and that's kind of the argument that Piper makes in the book, is that we we get to enjoy Christ has purchased our lack of following the law right he, he's accomplished that so we get to walk in that grace of 
establishing that rhythm of rest or honoring and keeping the, the, the Sabbath day holy, which is the fourth commandment. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. And I think uh, Piper does a good job in this book where, you know, when we look at the Ten Commandments, pretty much everybody who's a believing Christian would say that the law is a moral reality. Like it has reality today. It's it's a moral law. It, it doesn't change. It's it's not a dispensation of God's law and time and in, in Old Testament to New Testament. It's a it's a it's a moral reality of God's character. So most people would say that, well when we look at the seventh commandment, it's a creational ordinance for marriage, which it's it's stated in the negative to not commit adultery. Well to not commit adultery is to remain uh, you know, infidelity in a marriage, which is the creational mandate that it, from creation in Genesis to, to be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. and have dominion and all that stuff. And then the next commandment, the eighth commandment, likewise, is a creational ordinance for work, working. Well, if you're working, you're not stealing, right? And so we'll take these these we'll take these 10 commandments or these nine commandments at face value. But then all of a sudden we start talking about the Sabbath and people get really weird and wonky about it. Um, and I just don't think that we have done a good job having that discussion. And so the practical piece to, to take us back to last week's podcast or last episode was, okay, what does, what does that practically look like in my life to where I don't get burned out? Yeah. But what I like what you're doing and what you're talking about today, um, which is so good is the heart and right. the why you're doing it, not just to say, oh, I need to quit being on Facebook and, and not be on social media or Instagram, right? And um, you're saying it's not just about cutting certain things out, but one, what are you replacing it? The why you're doing it and spending the day with the Lord, right? Yeah. The and Lord's that, day. Yeah, that's good. And so... Understanding the meaning and doing the history behind what is the Sabbath. Exactly. And, and so, the importance of it. Yeah, and so for my wife's sake, <laughs> so I don't preface to can, you know take 10 minutes no, to preface my awesome. conversation... Um, some scriptures that I wanted to share um, for y'all who are here, and uh, we kind of have a running joke. Uh, Shauna knows that I, I have a tendency to preface everything, and to my own defense, I think I'm trying to provide context. Uh, now so, you're picking on me. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm introducing our listeners Let's to this. Stick to this, the topic. Yeah. All right. There's Jeremy's laugh. That's, that was that was a good one, a natural yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Uh, but what I wanted to read though specifically was Isaiah 58. So this kind of goes to the purpose of the Sabbath, um, Isaiah 58, 13 and 14, um, Isaiah is speaking this on behalf of God to God's people, uh, which is the point of a prophet. Uh, if you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or take or t- excuse me or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So, Shana, to your point, the heart of it, here's the reality. And here's what's funny about this is a lot of people will when they think of this, you know, you know, looking at the Sabbath, well, you don't have business, you don't have business open, you don't do anything. Okay. Life is really boring and all this. Like if that's our heart, what that really truly demonstrates. And, and I'm not trying to, you know, judge anybody, but th- this isn't me. This is God's word literally right here where if that's our thought perspective, 
we probably need to realize that we haven't spent a lot of time in God's word and in realizing he is the lover and maker of our soul mm-hmm. and that this is a day that we do business with the Lord, that the, that the, the Sabbath is a day in which that we take delight in, we honor God for who he is. We do that corporately uh, as the church and Israel did that. They called them convocations back then. Right. But as, as a nation, that's what they, they did on the Sabbath. But then there would be that familial reality with their families and um, living life together. Um, but also here, what he's saying, and here, here's what I think is um, key for the practical piece of what, you know, what we were talking about last episode is from doing your, from doing your pleasure on my holy day. A lot of times, you know, like for example, we'll mix. Seeking, seeking your own pleasure. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what ends up happening is we, you know, and, and what God is addressing here, he's, a, he's addressing the heart of his people saying, you're going through these motions of worship and there's no heart in the worship. So you're, you're taking your, you know, turn back your foot from the Sabbath because w- what you think you're doing and practicing the Sabbath is actually profaning the Sabbath because you're not doing it with a heart that is wholly set on me. And, but he goes on to say in verse 14, but if you're doing it the right way, if you're taking your, your pleasure out of it and actually delighting in me, which is the purpose and point of the, the Sabbath, then you shall take delight in the Lord and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. How, how you know, let, just for a moment, I will make you, that's an interesting statement. Does that mean that he provides the circumstance to make that happen? Or does he provide the, the heart to enjoy the experience that he's going to provide and everything that goes along with that? And so there, there's a benefit. And th- here's the whole point. Well, there's a blessing too right? And in, the, in delighting in the Lord. Right, and that's the benefit. That, so here, here's, and this is kind of the point that I'm getting to, is that I think when we look at practicing the Sabbath, we look at this cold, dead theological orthodoxy where we, it's just sobering and cold and there's no life in it. That's the exact opposite of God's point and purpose of that time. So we're looking at it completely different. And God is saying, no, if you actually acknowledge it for what it truly is, you'll you'll receive the, the blessing and the benefit of it. That's the whole point purpose of the Sabbath. And so I think the practical piece of what we were accomplishing last week or trying to accomplish is, hey, guys, um, if we're going and going and going and we can't even take one day, to, to do business with God. And, you know, typically people have traditionally, that's, you know, that's why I go to church. So we got one part of the puzzle together and that's great, but we just go to church, kind of get our spiritual supplement, mm-hmm. but then there's nothing else. So it's not a, it's not an actual day of, man, I'm going to, I'm going to disengage from every, you know, from the marketplace as it were, and to use the Puritans conversation. And I'm going to make this a, you know, a, 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 a spiritual commerce, a commercing day. I'm going to, I'm going to commerce with the Lord and I'm going to make it an all day event. And I'm going to do that with my family. I'm going to do that with the people of God and the house of God. Um, and it becomes an amazing day. And it's, it's saying, Lord, you to, to go back to Jeremy's point last week, Lord, you're sovereign over all the affairs of everything in my life specifically. Um, and not to mention it causes us to, to go hard for six days to prepare, to plan, do everything we need to in those six days. So on that one day, we can really truly rest in the Lord and have our souls filled in him. 
that's the blessing and benefit. So, so. it's so encouraging, and I love that you brought this scripture uh, to us today because um, obviously it's it's in encouraging our listeners to have the Sabbath day. But obviously, me, I'm over here like convicted, saying I want to delight in the Lord every day. And so I was looking at this scripture. It actually says, um, from doing your pleasure on my holy day. And then it says, if you honor it, not giving your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord. So it's almost saying when we, again, a reminder, you know, like gut punch of the thought process of every day as we're continuing to seek our own pleasures, desires, talking idly, like all these things that we continue to do. We can't. We aren't delighting in the Lord, and you can't delight in the Lord unless you stop and seek the Lord first. You can't delight in the Lord when you're pursuing your exactly, desires, your exactly. Pleasure. So this right here, just yeah. yes, it's 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 specifically talking about the Sabbath, but it's also convicting in a lot of ways, and so that's why I love the scripture, Jeremy. I love um, what you guys are bringing here, and just hearing you, Michael, un- unpack that for us. Uh, I think a um, a contrast to what life is without this Sabbath can be captured in the book of Ecclesiastes where life lived without this um, uh, longing for eternity and the God of eternity mm-hmm. just becomes vanity. Um, James K.A. Smith wrote a book called How Not to Be Secular, and it is, it's just a street-level summary of Charles Taylor, the, the uh, philosopher of his book on... Um, a secular world or something like that. But in that, he, he talks about how in our culture, what has happened is we now live in the world of disenchantment. Yeah. Where spirituality and spiritual things are, are just not even a part of the ethos of, of culture. But what, what Sabbath does is it really, it, as I hear you unpack this passage, it seems to point us to the glories of eternity. Mm-hmm. It seems to ha- have us pause just once a week. Um, and in, in that pause and spending time with the Lord and delighting in the Lord, it's really just a small glimpse of what life will be mm. in glory. Um, so that we're, we're just getting a tiny, tiny taste, a shadow of what life will be once Christ returns and we are forever constantly in the presence of the Lord, delighting in him, in him every day. So it's almost like the Lord has put something in our schedule that just gives us a taste, kind of like communion every Sunday when you're taking yeah. the sacraments. And you, and you brought yeah. up Ecclesiastes where he's put in the heart of man eternity. Yes. This mm. is a taste of that eternity once a week. Yes. It, if you submit yourself Powerful. to it, Powerful. How beneficial is that? That really is the market day of the soul. Yes. You got six days, horizontally speaking, in the world to do it. God's going to gift you in it. He's going to, you know, he's going to allow your your food, you know, your your lands and everything, which is kind of, you know, agriculturally speaking, you know, in the Old Testament, obviously that was kind of the, the promise and the benefit and the blessing. Um, and just following his rhythm of creation. Mm-hmm. You know, you work, you rest. And he demonstrated that God didn't need to rest. He demonstrated because we're doing things in his image. Mm. The whole creational mandate is just amazing when when we actually really take the time to study it and not try to look at it in this cold theological, ethereal, abstract way, but it's just a real concrete, heart-level, 
reality of worship. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, great. it's a beautiful thing. Well, that's awesome. And as hearing Jeremy talk, it just makes me teary just thinking about that. Like, how cool is it that the Lord, um, just everything that he's done, like being his creation and, and living in his creation and getting to worship and the honor that we get to just have a day like that to show him our love. But obviously, you know, really the goal every single day, realizing that we're here for him. Um, and then obviously, you know, even when you study that, um, you know, God, God's incommunicable attributes, realizing that even in our glorified state, there's so many levels of God and who he is that we aren't like, and that we it's still in eternity. will always be getting to know more and more about him. Mm-hmm. Like we'll never reach a place where we fully know him. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy to think about how amazing God is, you know? Yeah, we could probably end the podcast yeah. there. That's that, that's yeah, a good thought so to end on a, on, on a Sabbath day. Um, but yeah, no, that's good. And, and really in closing, I just want to, just a couple concluding thoughts on, so Exodus 20, which is you know where we typically go when we get the Ten Commandments, and we were talking a little bit about this before we uh, started recording, but um, the in the commandments with the Seventh and Eighth Commandment of you know work and um, marriage and, and everything like that. Well, in the fourth commandment in Exodus 20, starting in verse 8, which is, you know, a focal point on uh, the Sabbath, he says, remember the Sabbath day. Moses is telling them to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Well, in remembering this, and this is kind of what we were talking about before we started, but, you know, for those of us who are married, you know, on our anniversary, we just don't simply sit there for eight hours of the day and Oh Lord, or Hey, Hey babe, Shauna. Hey, do you remember like this, this time last year or 10 years ago, man, we got married. How great is that? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of the conversation. You're like, okay, well, what do we do now? No, you, <laughs> you, enjoy, you enjoy it. You celebrate it. You, you have an emotional attachment to it. Like in the way that God has created us in our minds and in, in the, the brain and everything, like we, we, we hang on to an experience. And even when God, rescued his people from bondage remember this you know i mean literally all their all their all their feasts and everything that they did was to remember the work of the lord and again the sabbath what's the point of it it's our rest but it's remembering the work that he accomplished and so even here remembering the sabbath day to keep it holy how do we honor the lord in remembering the sabbath well it, it calls us to action it doesn't mean that i don't love my wife every day I celebrate her every day. I love her every day. But there's one day in particular that we try to intentionally, purposefully spend time with one another to commemorate and remember the day that this is signifying and we actually do something in it. Uh, how, how do we not attribute that or apply that here in this context? Because even in the Hebrew, I mean, that that's kind of the idea. And when you actually do a a, a Bible study on that particular word and see how it's used, you, whether we're the object or God's the object or, you know, regardless, you see there's action behind that. Something is happening. And so for us to remember the Sabbath, it, it again, th- this isn't a dogmatic legalistic thing, which is why Jesus was getting after uh, the, you know, the, the religious leaders in the first century at that time because of what they had turned the Sabbath into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think here it's just I just want to conclude with this thought. And so when we're thinking about, man, how do I find rest in today's chaotic world? Remember the Sabbath. 
Um, and here's the here's the beautiful thing is you don't have to be experts. And I think Shauna brought this up last time we talked. We riffed about it for I don't know, maybe a minute. Where when I came to the realization of the Sabbath and not being a, a total Sabbatarian, but looking at it like, hmm, I don't know if I've ever really <laughs> understood the extent of the Sabbath. And and so we we began to try to to you know practice it, if you will. Um, and it was a struggle. But here's the beautiful thing to bring it back to the gospel is in God's grace, I can walk in this and I can grow my family in remembering this day and making it beautiful. So, um, but I know we got to get going and just really quick in closing, I want to remind everybody, well, not remind really now it's introducing the fact that we, um, I brought this up last, last episode, but now we want to invite you guys. If there's topics you want to, uh, talk, uh, you want us to talk about, you can actually email us at topics at speak the truth, Dot org. So we want to, again, encourage you to go to topics, excuse me, topics at speak to truth.org. Until then, speak the truth. 